today. We are very excited to have Theo Krizwicki from End Overdose. It's a nonprofit that is giving fentanyl testing strips to help this opioid epidemic that we're having. I'm happy to be here. It's great. I love everything that's going on here. I saw you on my buddy's Instagram volunteering for you. And I said, we have to get this guy on because what you're doing is so important, um, especially for people who live in places like here, Hollywood, where I've had, I was telling Maddie, I think I've had four friends that overdose uh, from opioids or fentanyl. And I said, that's not normal. Can you just tell us what, what the big issue is going on right now with, with opioids? Yeah, uh, thanks. And thank you both for taking the time of your day to talk to me. It's always awesome to hear from people that are interested or just willing to give some type of platforming to you know, organizations like ours. Um, but basically what we focus on is making access really easy. Um, you may know someone that's overdosed before, right? You may have a friend that uses painkillers or they're not a drug addict, they use recreationally, right? Like Hollywood, cocaine, ecstasy, ketamine, like MDMA, like people are using it, right? And the huge problem that we have right now, especially that's been trending upwards is there's a drug called fentanyl that you may have heard of. And uh, it's a hundred times more powerful than morphine, comes as a powder and it's being put into everything. And we've seen since 2020, that 2019 to 2020, uh, we had a uh, 30% increase nationwide of opioid overdose deaths reaching 100,000, right? It's pretty big. Uh, What's more alarming in Los Angeles is that went from just it jumped higher than the national average. It rose 46.8% in Los Angeles alone. Uh, and then wow. we saw numbers increase all across the board. The highest percentage rate increase was between 12 and 17 year olds, which had a 200% increase. Oh my God. And um, right now, almost every single drug that you buy on the street, like if you buy like a Xanax, right? Uh, you know, or something, you know, that isn't from like a pharmacy, it's going to be cut with fentanyl. And the reason for that is because it's cheaper to produce. It has a higher yield. And what's happening is people are overdosing at an alarming rate accidentally, right? Like you're going out, you're not meaning to, right? You're like, you're just having a good night with your friends. You guys buy some cocaine, you get some molly, you get some ketamine. And all of a sudden your friend overdoses and you're like, what the hell is going on? Right. And you're not expecting it. Right. And for us, um, we had always been around, like we have been, we work with LA County public health. Um, we work with underground nightclubs, bars. We do trainings all over the place. We trained uh, Catch One, Los Globos, like all these different areas, uh, lights down lows, like a lot of local Los Angeles places. Um, and our whole thing is to make it accessible, right? Like we're not, we don't like attach a wraparound service. So we don't basically, if you're trying to get in the lock zone or one of these reversal agents or fentanyl test strips, are really easy to use you can literally just test whatever drug you're doing to see if fentanyl's in there which is great because then you won't die right it's like a really easy thing you just dip it in there and then you're good to go um basically we don't attach a wraparound service so we won't make you sit through a course on like why drugs are bad or tell you hey like you need to go to rehab or like label you a drug addict we're just like hey just here's the surface and it's as easy with a click of a button right or if you're going out we can bring them to you we do trainings all over the city um last month we reached 2700 people um the same thing this month we trained over uh 300 students at ucla we donated 5,000 fentanyl test strips to ucla dormitories and sororities uh and fraternities and gave them 100 narcan kits and we're working on training every single one right so we do a lot of work in this area um but just to circle back and answer that the huge problem that we have right now is people are dying and they don't need to and people don't 
know what to do to respond. So we're just trying to solve that problem for people and make it really easy. The stats are incredible. What you say? I think it was like a 46% increase just in Los Angeles County. Yeah. So yeah. it's been like going up pretty regularly. Like, are you guys going out? Like everybody does, right? Like if you're in LA, it's like part of the culture, right? That's why it's um, nice that you guys are like giving them an option. Like people are always going to do drugs. They always are. So it's if you're going to at least give them an option to help them keep things clean so so many people don't die, it's just huge. Yeah. And like, where do you go right now, Maddie, to get fentanyl test strips? Oh, I have no idea. And, and the thing is, is it's like, I feel like a lot of people who do do drugs, no matter what side you're on, they don't want to get caught or they don't want to like, they don't want to be shamed for it. So that's why it's good that you guys are just literally providing like a knowledge and a system for them to use it because people aren't going to go looking for it. They're too scared to look. A hundred percent. And so that's what we've been trying to do is right. Rather than you having to go to like a government site and like skid row or like somewhere else <laughs> to be able to get it with a click of a button delivered to your house. So that's what yeah. we do. Like you can get it delivered to your house. It's anonymous. It comes in a, a package that's like blue. It doesn't even look like anything. It's like, Oh, what's going on in this? Right. <laughs> it's like, this is fine. Or like, if you're, you know, a promoter or a nightclub or a venue, like we stack out your event with a few thousand that you can give out at the door. Right. Or train your staff to make sure that if someone does overdose, you keep them alive. Right. Exactly. You should you should be very careful because you never know what it can have in it. So just having those test strips with them at the moment they're going to buy it. You know, people go to festivals and people are asking, hey, do you know where I can get ecstasy or Molly and stuff like that? So they're buying it from people who they don't even know or have no idea what they put in it. Um, and, uh, you know, unfortunately, I've, I've, I've seen and I, I've, I've had a lot of friends you know, pass away from stuff like this. So to have it accessible and without fear of like uh, repudiation or just feeling like, oh, the government's going to know what I'm doing is, is, is incredible. And that's one of the things that we're trying to normalize, right? Like some things, just the reason why we started this, the reason why I started it is because, you know, I lost my fiance when I was really young, like when I was in 22 from an overdose. And like from there, like I, I, when I was growing up, I'm from Seattle, Washington. Have you guys been there before? My, yeah, my, I, my best friends is from there. It's cold. It's rainy, right? <laughs> like it's like the perfect place for like you know somber attitudes, right? Uh, and like when oxycontin was a big deal in the 2000s, like I started using when I was like 13. I was a full blown heroin addict by that time, and I got sober at 19, right? And my whole neighborhood, everyone that I grew up with, was obliterated by drugs, right? A lot of them either died or they went to prison. Um, and I came to California to change my life. I became a paramedic. I became a fireman. And that's what I do now. In addition to this, I do that for 72 hours a week. And then the rest of the time I spend running this. Um, and for me, it's just been, how do we make these things accessible for people without the judgment, right? And especially in Los Angeles, where so much of our culture is like going out nightlife, doing all of these things. Like the last thing you want to do is to basically scold somebody. You're going to lose them what are you thinking right like no one wants to be moralized or told not to do something but i think we can all agree the last thing you want to ever feel is like the feeling of fear and anxiety if you're put in a situation where someone you care about maybe you're not the one that's doing something like a hard drug or something like that but maybe you know somebody that's like that will right and you don't want to be in a situation where you don't you don't have the ability to respond right and you also don't want to be deterred from being able to ask for help, right? And so the two things that we've been focusing on are making it accessible for everyone, making removing the stigma, 
And what we found is we hit our target age range, which is 18 to 35 year olds. Um, we give out, we certify a few thousand people every single month and we've sent out test kits all over the country. And we're growing rapidly right now. What we need is we basically need people to help contribute to us so we can continue our funding into the next year. Our goal in Los Angeles is to make sure that we train 10% of the using population, which is between uh, is 10 or excuse me, 27,000 people. There's about 1.5 million people between 18 to 35 in LA. About 18% of them use recreationally, which is about 270,000. So if we can reach 10% of those people, which isn't that many, it's only 27,000, we're gonna make sure that one out of 10 people have some type of resource wherever they are and go out. And we're already chipping away at that number. And that's why we want people to kind of like, you know, join us, invest in us and help us do this. That's incredible. And I, I would even say there's a possibility that the number is a lot higher um, because of people not just not wanting to say that they use recreational. Yeah. Who, so who are I'm these sure. people filling out these census surveys? Like, oh yeah, like I do, you know, K on the weekend, right? Like, I don't know. <laughs> I remember I had a friend who texted me in Vegas uh, and she's like, I'm in the bathroom. Can you come help me? I said, are you okay? She said, just come now. And she was using her, 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 uh, her voice to, to, to send the message. And so I had to hear it and it was really loud. So I went into the girl's bathroom with security and I'm like, what's going on? She had taken something that she had gotten from some girl and it was laced with something and she couldn't see. So she was stuck inside the bathroom, not being able to walk around because she can't see. And she's, you know, sending me voice messages. And, you know, luckily I was there to help her compared to some people. I mean, they don't have anyone around and they're not able to get help. Um, if only they had those test strips, they can easily have tested it before they ingested it. Uh, and then that would, uh, I mean, I think it would just help immensely. And that's really like what we're trying to do, right? Like, I mean, it's something that we're doing. We've made it super easy. You can buy test strips on our site. We sell them at cost and we ship them to your house. And if you're in LA, they come in like two days, right? A day usually, right? And then you can go out and you can use them because like, if you, the last thing that you want, right, is to have that situation, like, sure, like, you know, they were essentially fine, but like, I don't think that there is anything worse than you not thinking that you took anything and then all of a sudden you feel disoriented and like you're going to pass out, right? Like when you were, thought you were just doing something, like nobody wants to feel that way, right? Yeah. And, uh, you know, I'm curious, like what your guys' experiences with it, if you have any experience with like overdose or drug use or anything like that. And we're definitely not moralizing that. Like we're all celebratory in nature, right? <laughs> well, yeah, go on, live your dreams, right? <laughs> We're not um, anti-anything. Yeah, my my ex-boyfriend actually took Molly and choked on his vomit in his sleep and passed okay because something was in, I guess, the Molly. I mean, Molly can make you throw up anyways, but sure. um, this was a long time ago before fentanyl was really, like, a thing. So I don't really know if it was that or what it was, but the Molly was definitely cut with something, and that was, like, the closest hand experience that I've had with somebody passing from it. But... I can honestly say there's been a ton of people that from high school that I know or from so-and-so's friend that have passed from it. So it's very much, it's very much a problem. And I think it's, it's good that our generation is starting to actually talk about it more because I feel like our parents, or at least my parents, for instance, are a little older and it's just a little taboo and like, no one wants to talk about it, but clearly it's a problem. So it like needs to be talked about. And the more that we give people that are our age access to tools that can at least combat it and hopefully help keep those kinds of drugs off of the street, the better. So, yeah. 
I think, I think one of the big things, like you were saying, is just humanizing it. Like we're all people and, um, you know, we all need to be aware of what we're doing and do it safely. Uh, I know one of the big things that happened um, in the last, what, like 10 years or so was that bodybuilders actually started talking about steroids and strongmen started talking about steroids. And it actually did a lot of good because people were using it and getting their information from forums, you know, where you don't know who's saying what or what mixes to do. And uh, people were having a lot of issues. And now that we have some of these more famous people coming out and saying, yeah, it's a thing, but let me at least tell you how to do it safely or how I do it. Um, I think that helps. So uh, I don't know if this is a thing yet. Maybe, obviously, Theo, you would know better than I do, but are there any kind of celebrities or just people who are saying, yeah, I took them and, or, 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 or I take it and it's okay. Just hear, hear how to do it safely. Yeah. I think that like, we're like in America we're we have kind of like a weird thing going on, right? Like, well, we're very much like supportive of like drugs and like everyone's down to use. Like we have movies like the Wolf of Wall Street where the dude's doing a line. We're like, hell yes, that sounds great. Right. But like, <laughs> the moment someone gets a drug problem, all of a sudden we're like, you fucking piece of shit. Like all of a sudden, like we're yeah. just like, upset. Right. And there's like this weird and strange notion of just like, don't use it. Just don't do it. But that's not our reality. Right. Like, when the Reagans came out with the just say no and we had dare come in like the drug war is over right like we lost it's been 40 years we put a bunch of people in prison and now we had we went through three four epidemics we went through cocaine in the 80s we went through crack we went through uh oxycontin now we're at fentanyl like the drugs have just gotten stronger and more intense like the people have spoken they're going to get high no matter what you do and continuously become a progressive cycle right we're still not at the point where we're going to give everything a green light, legalize it, sell ketamine at the store where you can walk in and like go out and live your dreams, right? We're not quite there yet. But I think everyone is in pretty stance agreement that like we don't want anyone to die, right? And it should be as easy for you to buy like, you know, a bottle of vodka. You should be able to get something where you could test a drug, right? Yeah. And that should be made available for everyone. I think we can all agree that like we're all you know, whether you agree with safe injection sites, whether you agree with safe using, I think we can all agree with you should be able to easily and excessively know how to respond to somebody dying and should be able to test it so you prevent it from ever happening, right? And so with us, that's like what we're focused on. We're one of the only organizations that are pushing that heavy and we're privately funded, right? So that means that all the reason we exist and since we're not an anti-drug organization is we have a tough time getting grants. So that's why it makes a difference every time someone donates, every time someone supports us, every time someone shares us, basically it takes us to that next level so we can get our resources out to people that need it. My sister, she lives in in Oklahoma. Um, It's not Hollywood, obviously. It's basically the antithesis, you know, it's like a small town. Sure, tiny. Tiny town. Uh, you mentioned you're uh, you're from Seattle. I lived in Tacoma for a few years, so Ooh, I I understand like paper mill. I understand how people get when they have a lack of vitamin D or when there's no sun. It's continuously raining, and then obviously grunge came from there, so it's kind of embedded in the culture. But yes. um, my my sister's community is the same thing. Like you were saying, it's compl- it's been ravaged by 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 these drugs, and uh, you know if you're listening or watching, I don't know if you've ever seen how much fentanyl can kill you, but it is an instant. There's I, literally, if you think of sand, I think it's like a few 
grains of sand. Am I right? That, that can kill you. It's a yeah. It, the lethal dose is actually two milligrams, right? So like as a paramedic on an ambulance, if you break your arm right now, like you, or you get burned alive, right? We'll give you 200 micrograms, which is a microgram. It is far smaller than a milligram. Two milligrams is like two sesame seeds worth of like a powder. If you ingest that, smoke it, take it, you're dead. Like there's not... <laughs> There's nothing else. And, wow. and what happens right now is there's no FDA regulated like street dealer. Like even if it's your best friend and it's someone, you know, like unless you have state of the art scientific equipment at your house, you're not going to be measuring out this to perfect amounts in every single pill you do. And what happens is if you have a press machine, you're making like fake pills or you're adding it to something, it does something called K. So you can have more of it in a certain location than the other. And what happens is you take a whole pill and it kills you. And that's part of the reason like we got really invested in the club scene is because there's so many fake pills going out there that people are overdosing, right? They, they're taking a Xanax. They think something's going to happen. Now the next thing that happens, they're overdosing. Their friends thought they were just asleep and, and it doesn't need to happen. The way I look at, at the world is we all have the capability to produce for humanity, to create something, to help humanity in some, at some point in time. We're already facing a population a decrease all over the world right now so i mean we need as many people as we can to help our species survive and when we're having so many people killed off by this thing that doesn't have to like there's no reason for it to happen if you do it safely um or like if you say if, if there's some kind of way to test it and now we have those test strips like it's not something that has to happen it's not like a disease or something that you have in your dna it's it's very easily solvable um and i mean i can't believe that more politicians aren't pushing this or just people, just people in general are pushing to have everyone have this available. You know, it's one thing to like try and push policy, but like, I don't know if you've like seen the world, but I just kind of feel like if you're going out there, one of the things you can do is you can just try and make a difference in your community. Right. And, you know, obviously like we love like legislation, we would love for it to be pushed, but like right now it's happening immediately. It's happening in your own home. It's happening with your friends. Like, I would rather make sure that like everybody has a resource and focus on the people than we're then trying to get policy going, make it accessible, make sure that you have it. Because at the end of the day, it's, it's cool to just be nice and just try and make sure people don't die. Like, I don't think that's a crazy concept. That's yeah. You know, is that like, it's like, I don't know. It's like, Hey, could you just like use this and you'll live. And that's pretty cool. I think that's great. I think we could all agree on that. Well, I yeah. feel like just like back to the point that you said about dare too, is it's like, it's just like how we don't teach our kids how to do taxes in school. How do we not teach the other method of if, you're, if at least you're going to do it, do it the safe way. Like, you know what I'm saying? Instead of just teaching kids. No. I mean, I remember dare back then I was like, yay, no drugs forever. And then you grow <laughs> up and you're like, oh, you're like, now I have all these options. What do I do? Like, so it's like, it, it's important for, like I said earlier, our generation to change things to be better so that we can help our children. Cause they're going to be, there's just going to be maybe even worse things out there by then. Who knows? Yeah. I mean, there will be right. Like yeah. time has shown us, we went from cocaine to crack to Oxycontin to fentanyl, to fentanyl. We have like meth, like it's just getting upgraded. Right. And like, just like you're saying, there's so much truth to that, right? Like you can't pretend it doesn't exist. You can't just stick your head in the ground like an ostrich and be like, all right, no, right? It's the same yeah. idea of not teaching sex ed. It's like, yeah, it's probably going to happen, right? Yeah. And 
making sure that people have the like i like you're not even like pro or con to anything you're just saying hey this is something that's out there and this is one of the things that you can do to save someone's life and if you are going to use it to make sure this one substance is not in there so you don't overdose right like yeah. it's not really that wild yeah because i didn't even know that it was that little of consuming it that's terrifying if it's that little of a like you know what I'm saying? It's not even like you have to do a lot of it. You can just come in contact and it could be anybody. It could be someone who wants to do drugs for the first time. And then that happens to them. Yeah. That's a, actually the huge problem that we're seeing right now. And that's why it's so alarming because what's happening is it's being put into drugs where it shouldn't go. Like if you do MDMA or you do meth or you do cocaine, those are stimulants, right? Like you're not supposed to have this depressive function that comes from like fentanyl. But the way that it creates a dopamine response in your brain to the percentage and the level, like when you do cocaine, it releases a bunch of dopamine. So does fentanyl. In fact, it'll physiologically release so much dopamine that when they're combined, it creates like this super, you know, neurotransmitter response. And a result of that, if you have any type of behavior that would make you predisposed to addiction, it's going to take you to that other line. So the insidious thing that a drug dealer would do is they would add some fentanyl to your drug, hoping that you get addicted to it, right? The downside is if you use it, it's in there and it's not measured out correctly, you're going to overdose immediately. And one of yeah. the stories that we get constantly, people reach out to us either through email, through a contact form or through Instagram is that, hey, my friends were using cocaine. They did a line, they went out. What the hell do I do, right? we need some Narcan for this function. We need something over here, right? And basically what we focus on is making sure those people have access, that they get what they need and that they can go out and they can save their friends if ever that situation comes up. Yes, that's, that's incredible. I wanna make sure people understand because I even I didn't know exactly how Narcan is administered, but can you just explain how easy it is for people to, to do this, to, to actually administer it? So there are a couple of theories on how to give out naloxone, right? There are some harm reductionists that will just hand it to you and be like, just squirt it in their nose and you're good. I don't practice that theory. I'm a paramedic. I respond to people overdosing and dying on a day-to-day -day basis. My home station is MacArthur Park in Los Angeles, which is a crazy zone. And it's not as simple. If you're in an emergency, you're not used to it. And someone just said, use this medication, your friend's dying in front of you, and you have no training, not even like 10 minutes, you're going to, you're going to lose your mind. Right? It's a huge ask. It's actually a disservice to just expect you to know how to use it, right? With a simple, hey, just do this one thing. That's not fair to you, right? To assume that you'll be in that situation. So what we do is if we do it in person, we give someone just a quick training, basically covering all the key points. If they take our online training, we're making a new version of it right now that's a lot cleaner, um, but we go over six points of responding, right? How to identify it, all the signs and symptoms to it, how to call 911 and yell for help, how to check a pulse, how to check their breathing, and then how to administer the drug and what to do next. Because at least then, if you're in an emergency, your brain is going to try and pull back to all those pieces of information that you learned. I actually do have an Narcan kit with me. Look at that, right? Oh, that was <laughs> But what we do is we do this training and then we reinforce everything that we went over with like, you know, handouts, different things like that. But Narcan is really simple to use, right? You can use it two ways. You can use it as an injection or you can use it as a nasal spray. The injection people get really scared with because they're like, oh my God, a needle, like terrifying. But I'll tell you right now that if you're in an emergency and your friend is dying, you don't care that it's a needle at all. Yeah. You're going to use it, right? Um, 
But to simplify the process, one of the things that is made simple is naloxone um, intranasally works the same way that anything given through the nose works. You have capillary membranes in your nose, which are basically a capillary membrane is where your vein and your artery meet together. So what happens is the medicine gets absorbed right into that and then directly into the bloodstream. So it works in like three minutes. It's actually really cool. You don't need a needle. You push it into their nose, you pull a plunger and then medicine gets delivered right away. Right. And like, that's not that crazy. Like you could do that, but you just need to be shown how to do it, have the stigma and the fear removed from it. And then given the tools that you need so you can react and feel secure if you're in that emergency situation. I actually watched a YouTube video uh, before this on someone actually overdosing and someone uh, administering it. And like you said, they had a Narcan uh, packed, the nasal one, but they were, they were unsure how to actually, um, they pushed it in, but the lady, she wasn't breathing and they kept doing chest compressions, but they need, she needed oxygen. And then the paramedics came and thankfully fixed that situation. And then she, she got up almost like if she was sleeping and she was kind of out of it. And, um, there was like maybe 10 people around. And I think only like one or two of them knew actually what to do. Yeah. I mean, naloxone is a really cool drug. Naloxone and Narcan are used interchangeably and in a really cool sciencey term. Maddie's like, what a nerd, like forget it. Right. But it's called a competitive antagonist, right. Which means that it fights for control of the receptor side in the brain. So really simply put in an opioid overdose, you have way too many opioid molecules taking up space in your brain, right? What naloxone does is it just forcibly pushes them out of the way, which is pretty cool. And uh, the main thing that a person needs in that situation is oxygen. So one of the things that we train with administration is also the use of rescue breathing. And rescue breathing, like if you've ever made out with someone, it's that easy. You just go mouth to mouth and you give them one breath every five seconds. Nothing really that crazy. However, you know, germs, you know, stranger, you get bits in your mouth, oof, you know, you may not want them. So we always give a face shield or a CPR mask. So like sometimes it's red, oh. sometimes it's black, but a face shield or a CPR mask is really simple. All it is, is it's like a one-way valve. So nothing gets in it, nothing gets wow. out, protects you from bits. And then it's just a covering over to the face, right? And so the way our kits are different is we give you everything that you need after we've given you that training. You also get a downloadable certificate as well to prove it, which is good if you like work in the health industry or like you work in drug treatment or like you want to prove that you've taken a training. We're one of the only organizations that provides that. Um, and it comes with our doctor's prescription as well. So like you're in the system, like you're good to go. Mm, and then we give, amazing. All, we give you all these crazy cool handouts, like a film noir graphic and like, you know, opioid overdose drive. it's backwards that's something that everyone should have in their car like literally yeah. you got you should have a jack uh bat packet and like pepper spray or something yes yeah. absolutely Especially there are different analogs of fentanyl analogs are like basically they're like the same family member one of them is carfentanil which that is 100 times more powerful than fentanyl but it's very rare Right. So like it is very rare for someone to get the trans. It happens, but it is rare for someone to actually come. Like if you touch it with your finger and like it absorbs into your skin and like you overdose, that doesn't happen very often. Um, it's it happens and it gets sensationalized by the media. But it's uh, if you're going into that environment, you would use caution, but you wouldn't be like you wouldn't not try and help someone because you're afraid if you touched them, you'd get like a contact high and die on the ground. It's like, no, nah. 
I think I think that's the I think that's the misinformation going around right now. Then, um, because I've heard it from more more than one person, and I just thought it was carfentanil. I didn't know it was a very slim. Yeah, it's, it's manipulative, right? Because like, if you like, don't know, you're not in it. You're like, holy shit! Like, if I touch it, I'll die. And it's like, eh, no, they're just they're trying to get you. You know what I mean? They're yeah. just trying to like make you pay attention, buy some ads, and rope you in. Yeah, <laughs> I and you know this is especially more important now. Uh, not more important because people have been uh, overdosing at alarming rates, but. Uh, because we're opening things up again, you know, the COVID is kind of dying down now and all, all the festivals are going to happen this summer. And I know people are going to go wild because they haven't had the ability to do it. Mm-hmm. This is coming at a perfect time because if they're going to go extra crazy, that's fine. Just be safe because then, you know, bad things going to happen. Yeah. I mean, it's pretty normal too. I mean, like, I don't think that anyone's going to be like inappropriate with their craziness. Everyone's been locked inside for two years. So go rage. Like you earned it. (laughs) Yep. You know, but like, if you're going out, just like, keep in mind that there's like some drugs on the street that could kill you and have some fentanyl test strips and some naloxone handy, you know? And the the fentanyl test strips, is it small enough that a girl could have in her purse with, with her lipstick? Oh yeah. They're very tiny. Um, I don't have any with me right now, but they're about the size of this card, right? And they actually come, we actually have a video on how to use them. They're really simple to use. You just basically put some powder in some water and it's a dipstick. And like you could, you could, the bag that we give you is six inches by nine inches. You could leave it in your purse. It's got all the information that you need in there, or you can take them out and like keep them on your purse and you could fit them in your wallet. They're like less, they're smaller than a business card. Oh, perfect. Yeah, so... Yeah, that's 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 a definite must have. Um, and like I said, it's just so easy. It's so it's a piece of paper and you put it you put it somewhere and it, it could potentially save not only your life, but your your friend's life um, as well. Uh, you know, I mean, I've, I've heard of horrible stories where people, you know, they make it, but the drugs they gave their friends made them pass away. And then forever they're they're They have that guilt on them. Uh, so, you know, not only for yourself, but for your friends, for your, for your own family. I mean, geez, you know, like just imagine what, how your parents would feel if something happened to you. Like just the ability to have this, it's such an easy thing to do. I don't think there's any reason for someone to not have this on them set now that they're hearing how easy it is to get. Um, yeah. and now they have a place to get it. Especially because like, uh, if you take a uh, training is always free. So if you take the training, the training is free, you get a certificate. If you want it shipped to you, you just pay for shipping. We don't charge for medicine, right? So it just comes to you. If you want fentanyl test strips, they're at our cost. And then if you want to come to our office in Pasadena, we give them for free. And then if you're a promoter or nightclub or anything like that, where you're throwing large events, we give you a few hundred or a few thousand, depending on like the number of people there. So you can have them available. If someone is listening to this and wants to get involved, what's the best place for them to go to yeah so they can like obviously you can message us on instagram we're at n.overdose we, like, we always have someone that has access to the account that'll try and respond to you as soon as possible um you can go on our website and do our contact form if you have an expression and interest to volunteer we have like bi-weekly we do something where we invite people to come in and pack kits fentanyl test strips and it's basically we pack a few hundred and it makes a huge difference because all of those get shipped out uh, and then if you want the training, if you want fentanyl test strips, it's really easy. You can go to our website, which is www.endoverdose.net. And you can click the tab that says get Narcan or go to the store and get fentanyl test strips. And it's as easy as a click of a button. 
I'm very happy that our, our mutual friend, uh, he was actually out volunteering uh, for your organization and that's where I saw it. So it, it definitely is catching steam, which is good, you know, which is good. And uh, anything that we could do to help, just literally simply let us know, because I think people need to hear this. Um, it's incredible information that could potentially change someone's life um, there or their friends. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it, the things that help us are driving traffic to the resource. And of course, donations always help because it allows us to continue to do what we do.